Hello, and welcome to Spark Possibilities, September 2021 edition. This is also episode 23 of the Aligned Action Podcast. Today, I'm going to be speaking with a chiropractor, copywriter, exercise physiologist, gift designer, and Reiki healer, and asking them similar questions about how they pursue alignment in their businesses, how they look for meaning amidst the marketing, and how they get the items on their to-do lists done. This episode is special because it's being filmed live with an audience. That means that you might not have the exact same sound quality that you're used to here on this podcast, and I do apologize for that. We want to keep it really real and really authentic for you while you're listening. So very few edits have been made to the content of this episode. You're listening to the Aligned Action Podcast, the show that helps baffled beginners and even experienced entrepreneurs set intentions, attract ideal clients, and make meaning and money using real-life examples, an interactive teaching style, and in-episode experiences. I'm your host, Chantelle, an educator-turned-web designer and aligned business mentor at Clear Quartz Creative. Together, we'll get past your playing small patterns and transform your all-over-the-place ideas into exciting possibilities so you can get the clarity you want, have the alignment you need, and embody the steps to grow your business your way. So take a deep breath, settle in with intention, and let's get into today's episode. I'm really happy to dive into this conversation with our five panelists tonight. Uh, I'm going to let them introduce themselves in their own words, one at a time. Uh, so who would like to get us started by introducing themselves? I can go. <laughs> um, hello, everybody. My name is Jess Haney. I am a copywriter, a launch strategist, and funnel guru for coaches, course creators, and creatives looking to launch group coaching programs, digital products, and services. Hi. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Jan. You go, Megan. You go. <laughs> Hi, I'm Megan. Um, uh, I'm a GIF designer and illustrator, and I design custom GIFs and Instagram filters to help women in business bring more fun and personality into their businesses. And I'm really crazy passionate, (laughs) obsessed with like having fun and bringing it into my business because uh, it's just really important like that your experience matters as a business owner and your client's experience really matters. So that's my shtick. Hi, I'm Jana. I am a Reiki master, Akashic record reader, um, an intuitive guide. And yeah, I mean, my, my life's work is just to help empower women to just get back into alignment with who they really are and help them just live their biggest, boldest, um, you know, most courageous, authentic life. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Fong Tran, and I am a fitness coach for women, especially women of color who's, you know, struggling with body image issues, and but they want to overcome that, but also, you know, build a healthy lifestyle that supports them, you know, not compromising any of the values, but um, just keep them moving forward. Hi, I'm Dr. Maddie. I'm a chiropractor in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Um, I work primarily with women and athletes, um, helping with neck pain, headaches, as well as soft tissue injuries. Yay. Thank you to all of our panelists. Uh, The question that I ask in all the promos is like, 
what do a chiropractor and a fitness coach and a gift designer and a Reiki healer and a copywriter have in common? Let's find out, <laughs> um, which is a little clickbaity, but um, really it's just, it's fun for me to hear from diverse perspectives at a time. I've always loved panels the most whenever I go to a conference or something, uh, because I like hearing how different people take a certain question in different directions. Uh, so I'm super excited to hear everything that you all have to share. Uh, and the first question that we're going to be talking about tonight is about things that hold us back in business, because um, try as we might, there are always going to be those, like some of those patterns or beliefs or thoughts that pop up or things that tend to get in our way. It's not always like clear sailing right, as entrepreneurs. Um, and I think that by hearing from each other's experiences, we get to feel that sense of, I'm not so alone. Uh, I'm not the only one experiencing this. And there's lots of like safety and comfort in that. Uh, so the very first question for our panelists tonight is what pattern did you receive in the playing small pattern quiz? And how does it show up in your business past or present? I, okay, um, I got focused to a fall and I literally laughed out loud when my results came up because it was so accurate <laughs> and so good. So focus to a fall is like, um, based on the description and Chantel's quiz is like when you are too focused on one thing or you let it exclude other things in your business and stuff like that. And I definitely, so I'm a manifesting generator and that's my simplistic understanding of human design but I definitely very much like move with passion and move with flow and as Chantel pointed out to me once she's like I can definitely tell when you don't care about something because you just don't show up on Instagram for a week and I was like yeah no that's true like I have to be passionate and love it um, but it definitely makes me focus on things for too long too much at the exclusion of other important things and as much as I move to like embrace that as a strength it definitely is something I still struggle with a year and a half in yeah absolutely um do you find that you're one of the focus to a fault people that uh picks a detail and like nitpicks on it or are you one of the people that uh focuses on a detail where you don't want to do it at all where you procrastinate around it or I definitely more oh sorry were you Go ahead. I definitely uh, identify more with like the either making things so big that I procrastinate, right? Or deciding I only care about this one thing. So I'm going to spend seven hours writing blog posts and no hours doing any other tasks. Um, so yeah, definitely like using passion as an excuse for procrastination is my go-to. Oh, that's insightful. Someone should, someone should like name a program that or something. I, I feel like I saw <laughs> Jess's copywriter eyes go, ooh. <laughs> Like who knows how to fix that? Give me that course. <laughs> right. Totally. Yeah. It's focus to a fault is a, I think it's the most common one. Actually, it's the most common result that people get on the quiz. Um, and when I created the quiz, I didn't even anticipate that, that it would kind of be a barometer for where we're all at, at any given moment. Um, and so that, that it's starting to become clear to me that that is maybe just part of the entrepreneur experience like that's part of what draws us to this working for ourselves in the first place because um we get to do that we get to set our own timelines on that and in a way that's what's attractive about it and i know that that 
shows up for you and how you work, Megan, with, um, excuse me, with, um, like, I love how you've shifted your content recently into talking more about how fun shows up. Like fun has been your main content pillar for the last couple of weeks. And that is really fun to experience from, from the client side of things, like watching that show up in your content. Um, and so sometimes that focus to a fault can be a good thing. Like the fact that you've hit that message five, six, seven times in the last couple of weeks is, is also impactful. Just my two cents on focus to a fault. No, thank you. Yeah, it's definitely, and I definitely feel like, like I said, I, I feel like me embracing um, oh, I'm passionate about things. I mean, I'm really good at researching. I'm really good at learning a task. I'm really, really good at the things that I do. So I try to look at it as a, look at it as a strength um, and just work with it. But that doesn't mean it doesn't do me dirty. Like last week I ghosted on uh, Instagram. No shame. So <laughs> thank you. Yeah, of course. I'll go after you, Megan, because mine feels like it was kind of the opposite of yours. I have the half habit pattern. Um, so I'm really good at not getting into habits or not starting a habit or just being like, oh, I don't really care. So I'm not going to do it. Um, but like you, as soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah, of course I was laughing. I'm like, of course that's me. Like that's me to a T, um, which, you know, I'm working on it, but it's, it's been, I've been like this my entire life. So, you know, old dog here, tough learning new tricks. Um, but I'm working on it. Um, I'm doing 30 days of meditation for September. So that's, you know, I'm learning from me, tiny, tiny, tiny little changes. And when I'm saying like 30 days of meditation for September, it can be two minutes. It can be three minutes. Like it doesn't have to be 25 minutes, 45 minutes, and I'm not even sticking to, it has to be at this time of day because I will fall off the habit really quick. So for me, I'm noticing one thing at a time and start very, very small. hundred yeah. percent. I think that's one of the things <laughs> I recommend in that episode is to kind of trick yourself almost into starting a new habit by making your expectations so low that you can't help but meet them and then you get to <laughs> retrospectively look back and go oh I did do that instead of oh I can't imagine myself keeping up with this right it's all in that perspective shift yeah exactly yeah and can we acknowledge too like I know I'm just preaching to the choir but like can we acknowledge too that habits are hard right because we have opposite uh test results right but like I'm also bad at habits because I'm really into it for six days and then I never want to talk about it ever again right so like we all have different paths to the same bad habit yes but a habit doesn't necessarily have to be forever either I think people miss that about habits too it's it's not necessarily that you're committing to it for every single day for the rest of your life I do think that there are some habits that um, you know happen for a time for a season uh, that sort of thing too it's all good. I'll go off of that because I also got the half habit pattern. Um, definitely like this definitely plays out for me and a lot when it's, when I'm trying to make a habit out of something that I really don't care about. So if I'm like, I should be doing this, I should get on top of this and, you know, start to make it a ritual or a habit. 
it's not going to work if it's really not like I'm not feeling it from in my heart and like really feeling that it's something that I need to do. If it's like something that somebody else tells me that I should do and I'm not completely sold on it, it's, it's just not going to (laughs) happen. So, um, yeah, that's for sure how it, how it shows up for me. Um, but the good thing is that much like Megan, I can hyper-focus on things that I am into and then it's, it's no problem. Um, so yeah, that's half habit. I can definitely relate to that. That's such a good point because good habits are never built off of shoulds, right? It's almost impossible. Like the habit has to be aligned with you. Otherwise, <clears throat> otherwise it's not going to, um, it's not going to work. Like no amount of action is going to work if it is not aligned to what you actually want. So I think it's awesome that you already know that about yourself and you follow, uh, follow the habits when they're actually aligned for you. And being aware of that too, has taken out the frustration from, you know, like I used to try and do all these weird things, you know, you become an entrepreneur and you read like what these like successful entrepreneurs do. And you're like, Oh, maybe I need to do that too. Like bullet journal and like, like a hundred lines of affirmations in the morning. And then I do it for two days. And I'm like, this is the absolute worst. Right. And then now I'm like, I would hear that like today. I'm like, not a chance. I'm getting up at 6am to write a hundred lines of affirmations, you know, and I just know that about myself. So it's, it takes that, like that pressure um, off for sure. (laughs) Yeah. So many heads are nodding here on the live. Uh, I think we've all been there with that hundred lines of affirmations at 6 a.m. being the secret recipe at some point or another in our journeys. Uh, So I love that you said that. Um, And I love that you follow what's good for you. Manny, do you want to go next? Yeah, yeah, sorry. I was just trying to find find the mute button. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I got outer doubts pattern. And it's so true because with COVID, I... I find I'm doing this a lot more in practice because um, there's a few practices right next to me and some of them seem like they're booming so much, but what do I know, right? Like I look at their Instagram and Facebook and I'm like, oh, wow, they're doing so great. And I'm like, I just keep comparing someone else's highlight reel to my own life. And I was like, oh my God, I have to stop. I've seen this quote like a million times on Instagram. And yet like, I just like, I don't stop to think about it. Like, The other day, um, I said this to my husband that I was like, oh, you know what? This person, um, I think they were a dentist. And I was like, they're doing so well. And you know why I thought they were doing so well? Because they had a boat. Like who says having a boat is a reason that you're so successful? And like, he just looked at me. He was like, that doesn't mean that they're successful. I'm like, yeah, but you know what? I just, I just feel like if I had a boat, I would feel better. But like, I don't even know how to ride a boat. So like, what am I going to do with it? Like, so- (laughs) For this context, everyone, Manny doesn't even swim. Okay. No, like, <laughs> I don't. And like, and I, and I hate the smell of water at Red River and everything. Right. But like, I don't know, in my head, I just thought, you know, cause you see it on Instagram, people living this boat life and you're like, wow, they're doing so well. And like, no, but so it's like, it's, it was so accurate that I just, I had to laugh because I was like, oh my God, how does Chantel's quiz know me so well? It's boat life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so true. And all of those little like Instagram uh hashtags and quotes, like you're saying, like 
Like Mm -hmm. it just passes like through one ear out the other, right? Like it's hard to really integrate that. I can't even tell you how many, how many messages I've gotten this year that are like, oh, it looks like you're killing it. And I'm like, my bank account would tell you otherwise for all of 2021. Like just to be totally real, like I don't know where people are getting that from because I don't even think my social looks like I'm killing anything. (laughs) Like, um, so all of those perceptions are so, um, they're so like biased. All of those perceptions are biased. Um, and I think that, um, outer doubts is like another one of those patterns that hits all of us at different times in different situations. Um, when we're feeling, you know, a little vulnerable about our own businesses too, like that comes out more, right. When you're looking at other people's, um, so I'm interested Manny about like, do you feel like that changes what you do or don't do based on that? Yeah, it does. Because Um, what was happening, like right when COVID started was that I would get so much anxiety because I thought I was so far behind constantly. Um, especially when clinics were allowed to be open again. And I kept thinking like, oh my God, I'm so far behind. Like, how, what am I going to do? Like everyone else seems to be killing it. Nothing affected them. And like, I have found like the only way to really handle it now is like change my feed that shows up on my Instagram. Like, that's honestly the only thing I've had to like mute a few, like accounts for certain businesses that I find myself comparing against they don't have to be like in the same profession as me either it could be just anything and I found that it was a lot more helpful and um, I try not to stay on it but then I found another obsession which is TikTok but TikTok you don't know what you're gonna get so it's even better because then I'm not seeing all this chiropractic stuff because I'm not liking it I'm not seeing all this dental stuff because I'm not liking it so I don't know I don't know if that made it any better but I feel like it's helped a lot more like with my anxiety. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. Changing your inputs is really important with outer doubts, like mute the stuff that makes you feel bad, regardless of who it is. The other person on the other end is not going to know that you muted them and it's not going to make any difference. The drop in the bucket, right? So it's more important for you to feel good about what information you're taking in hands down. Thanks for sharing that. All right. And Fang, you're next. Yeah. I mean, the reason I decided to go last this time, because I felt a little called out without pre-call, is what I got was a failure fixation. <laughs> and um, to be honest, it's pretty true because right now I'm trying to launch a small course that I'm, you know, thinking I've been working, you know, exclusively one-on-one with people. And this course thing that I'm doing is a new thing. <laughs> and I'm not sure, you know, how it's going to go, how my followers going to react, you know, how people actually go to use it. Because obviously, as a lot of you might know, courses don't really bring as much um, results as, you know, one-on-one because it, you don't really get access to that person as much so I'm thinking about all of that I feel like well if people don't be successful what does that say about me you know like keep just going on and on about that and so like I'm like how did this quiz know me like this is so sad and then y'all was talking about it earlier and I'm like oh whoa <laughs> that's so funny um yeah one to many like going from one to one to one to many is a huge transition Jess I think you're focusing on that in your business right now right yeah Jess is not yes. in here yes I'm it's... I'm getting there you heard it here first though <laughs> it's not been announced yet 
you t- you said something about it though. I feel like I didn't out you. I feel like I have, said, I've like been you had polls. Yeah, I've put up preliminary polls, so it's like it's currently a whiteboard, okay. a whiteboard <laughs> idea. So it's coming though. It's yeah. it's yeah, I'm excited. Um, I think I think I speak for all of us who have courses uh, when I say that putting out your first course is one of the scariest things in this whole entrepreneurship game, really, um, because I hear what you're saying. You're trying to um, you're trying to give people the same results unconsciously. You're like, I'm going to be the one course that gives people the same results as one one to one, right? At least that's how my brain works. Um, and of course that's impossible to do because you can't be in people's offices or living rooms with them taking that course and making sure that they apply everything. Um, but psychologically you want to, as an entrepreneur, because you want to do the best you can for everyone taking your course and all your clients. So, um, if you were a, if you were an entrepreneur who was creating their first course and you didn't get failure fixation, I would be surprised. (laughs) Thank you for, um, sharing all of your like this, this question is more vulnerable, right? Thank you for sharing uh, right out of the gate what is blocking you and what is uh, a challenge uh, because it really helps other entrepreneurs who are listening to feel seen and, uh, and heard in what they're doing. Uh, so we're switching to the opposite of this now and we're going to be talking about taking meaningful actions uh, because as you know, if you get stuck in these patterns, um, and you don't take any action, you're going to be in the same place tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. Uh, And so despite feeling these things, despite having these blocks and patterns come up, um, you know, on some level that taking action is the thing that's going to be able to get you out of that. Uh, And so what I've asked our panelists to talk about is uh, to describe the one most impactful action that they've taken that has changed everything for them in their business thus far. Who is excited to share? Megan, you look excited to share. Ready for my rant. Now, um, I so one of my biggest actions that really made a difference for me in terms of so my um, uh, result, test result was focused to a fault. And one of the actions that really helps me with that is just really leaning in, like I said, and seeing my passion-driven, shiny object syndrome as a strength and trying to use it as a strength because me scheduling and productivitying myself to death does not work. Like forcing myself into a schedule and writing out my time blocks. No, no. So like just really embracing it. And I have, so like my schedule every day, like I have a top three or top two, but other than that, I really like flow with my energy, flow with what I like am passionate about, what I want to work on that day and give myself a tiny bit of structure, but a lot of room for play because that just helps me be my best self and helps me flow and just really kind of like what, like Jess was talking about before, like not guilting yourself about it, just really leaning in and being like, this is my superpower. I'm going to rock it. Not that that's easy, but it's a journey. Yeah, for sure. Um, how do you make the, how do you make play more present in those to do's? Like if you're blocking off two major things a day or three major things, how do you bring that, that play aspect into it? Yeah. So it's, for me, it's leaving a lot of open space because my brain Um, like I said, naturally has shiny object syndrome. So I naturally like sort of wake up with like, today I want to learn how to code and I want to learn after effects and I'm going to plant a garden. Like that just, 
is the squirrel brain. So I think it's more a function of saying like, okay, if I play in the morning, that's great. Learn, you know, watch 300 YouTube videos about after effects. That's what I did the other day. Um, but then saying, okay, but these are the requirements. I have two, you know, major to do's for today. We're going to work on those in the afternoon. And like I said, really moving with like, I don't have a start time. It's not 9am. It's 11 or noon or like whenever. Um, and really leaving open space again. And not that it's easy always to be like, we naturally have fun and we naturally play because those things can get so disconnected from us. Um, when we force ourselves into our culture and our economy and our capitalism in our world but I find for me leaving lots of open space and letting myself watch a random YouTube video on some random topic um really leads to like firing up that passion again cool I misunderstood you when you first answered I was thinking that when you were adding like the fun play element that you were making your two or three tasks into like figuring out how to make those more fun or more playful but what I'm hearing is that you're almost like giving yourself that play time first. And that's the big action is play first, work second, um, and not guilt yourself over when you start, uh, which is a really cool application of it. Because I think like I'm a manifesting generator too, but I think that my interpretation would have been like combine the fun and the work. Uh, and so it's neat that your interpretation of it is different. I like that. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely like everyone, I think there are people who are really good at that. I'm, I think because I'm so passion led and so probably self-identify as that and push myself into it, that if I've already decided that something's not fun, I have a hard time being like, but I get to do this today. You know what I mean? So you gotta flow with what works for you. Yeah. I don't think us manifesting generators can lie to ourselves. Yeah. That's it. No. (laughs) Yeah. Super cool. All right. Uh, Who would like to go next on action? Maybe Manny? Sure. Okay. So I think the biggest action that I have actually taken is um, logging out of Instagram as soon as I scroll. I do a little bit, I log out. That that way I don't get any notifications. And another thing is um, I'll try, like, like I said, with TikTok. So I love cooking. I'll start looking up cooking recipes. And then I try, I find that I've been channeling energy more into making like cooking at home and not like, and it's weird because the more I've been trying to avoid other people's like social media for comparison myself, comparing myself, I don't post as much anymore as I used to, which is very strange. So I've actually stopped doing it as much. And I find like, even if you're not posting a lot, that doesn't change if you're if your ideal person is looking for you or not for your business, like I find they'll still find you. And I used to have this idea that if, oh, if I'm not posting every day, like so-and-so is, oh my God, I'm not going to get anybody. But really in reality, I've learned that's actually not the case. There's still like your information is still there. They find your social media. They'll contact you if they want to contact you. That's the whole point of an ideal person. Um, and so, yeah, so that's one thing, just like, just kind of logging out and just channeling my energy into different things. Like recipes and like home decor, even though it has nothing to do with what I was stressing out about. It's just definitely helped um, keep my mind off of it because I find if I, 
I hate when I get into that spiral and I'm sure some of you have probably gone through this where it's like one, one evening you had like a crappy day and then you go on Instagram, worst idea ever. And then you start like seeing all this stuff that you don't want to see. And you're like, well, how come so-and-so gets to do this? Like, oh, that's not fair. Like I've, I work so hard to do this. So I found that that's actually been the best way just to like kind of keep myself busier and not check social media. It's so weird, but like, I don't know, TikTok I find is a lot safer. I know I keep like, and TikTok's sponsoring me to say that I promise but like I do find that there it's it's a different medium I don't know if anybody else here uses that platform for marketing or not but I just use it for fun like I would like it's just it's crazy because like it's so many videos that you see and sometimes you can find educational content I don't usually look at that stuff but I find it's I don't know it just lifts my mood up a lot more (laughs) maybe it's because you're not using it for marketing though like because it's separate it's a separate platform your, your brain probably is like, this is safe to actually enjoy for fun. And I don't need to right. compare myself to what everyone else is doing. That makes total sense. Yeah. Um, when you I say you like, log out, sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just gonna say like, I find Instagram is the only one that I have that problem with Facebook. I don't. And I, I guess maybe I just don't use Facebook as much as like a lot of other people do for their business. But I find Instagram is the one that I tend to struggle with, but I, I'm, I'm getting better with it. But sorry, you were saying, um, I was just gonna ask when you say logging out, do you mean like you like hard log out of the app? And so you'd have to enter your password to go back in again? Is that what you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's like I you're in my brain today because I've been thinking that too about what you were saying about the ideal client finding you, even if you're not posting that regularly. Uh, I've been, I've been grappling with that. I listened to a presentation earlier today on um, marketing a million dollar business without social media. And mm-hmm. I like, I want that so bad. <laughs> I'm like, how, yeah. can I, how can I make that work? What hap- what would happen if I just never posted on the CQC Instagram ever again, what would happen? Um, so I, I hear you on that. That's like, that is my like boat life dream is, is not having to be on social. <laughs> so I, you know what, you know, what's so interesting is that like, I remember when I, um, a couple of weeks ago when I was going through my wedding, I wasn't posting at all. And I was surprised at how many people were calling the office to book in considering I'm not, I haven't been posting for almost like a month or so at that point. And it was just like people saying one thing after another, like they were, it was just like all word of mouth. And I was like, if I like, why can't every day be like this? Like, I don't want like it would be amazing if we didn't have to market so much like it'd be so great to have these word of mouth referrals and that's when it hit me I was like I'm not even posting anything because I kept thinking like what am I doing differently I'm actually not even focused on my business right now but somehow it's it still worked (laughs) I I don't think that's an accident honestly um because if the energy around all of the social is like kind of like I don't want to put words or feelings in your mouth but if it's if it's kind of panicky or if it's kind of like I need this to happen Um, it makes sense to me that you're not getting as much coming back, but when you lean towards what's more, um, like work-life balance, lean towards more ease that what you do want is coming to you like that, that makes a lot of sense actually. So I can understand that for sure. And the more time that you're pouring into those passions, like cooking and, um, like planning your wedding and all of those things, like that is that is raising your, your energy, your vibe more than scrolling on Instagram ever could. So I think Mm -hmm. that that strategy is, uh, is a really great one. And that I love that action that you took. And yeah, many, I, to be honest, because I am also on Instagram and, you know, a lot of what I deal with is body image issues. And recently, you know, the, 
I don't know if you've read this, but a lot of Instagram, like Facebook had come out and said that Instagram does affect a lot of teenage girls feeling about themselves, especially when it comes to like suicidal thoughts, like about 13% of British um, user reported that and 6% of Americans um, user reported that. So what you're feeling is actually, you know, kind of a phenomenon that happened with this app is that a lot of people probably, you know, comparing themselves to things that is not, you know, the most friendly place, I would say. That's why, you know, I started my fitness coach uh, business on Instagram, and it's not like growing as much as other people, but like, I'm fine because of what I'm doing, actually, like being real to people, like you see my round face, I don't have like a chisel face, I, like all of that stuff, but just to show a lot of girls that, yeah, you, you'd be all right if you look like this way and you don't have to look perfect. Yeah, that's so true. Those those Facebook and Instagram stats that have come out in the last couple of weeks are uh, terrifying, <laughs> for sure. Um, Not to and- call out Manny, though. Have you seen the TikTok ones? They scare me more. <laughs> which which one is the TikTok? Oh, no, I haven't. What is the TikTok? What are they? You should look up the Wall Street Journal. Um, they did a whole investigation on the TikTok algorithm algorithm. It's terrifying. Sorry, this is off topic. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll look into it. I had no idea. I mean, yeah, I think all social media, right, like like you were saying, is can be harmful. And we just up the ante every time because we get more information quicker. It's le- like TikTok is hard because it's less moderated, right? There's a lot of dark internet content on TikTok that gets to you a lot quicker than even like mean girls on Instagram, in my experience. Devil licks. Have you heard of that? If you have like um, children and they're in school, the, the licks thing. So kids go to school and start stealing things. But you're not on that side of TikTok? No, <laughs> no. There's too many sides of TikTok. Oh my gosh. Now the schools like in America, they have to close down the bathrooms because kids coming in, stealing hand sanitizers. So even a toilet, <laughs> they took all of that home. So now you have to have time. Like there's a time that everybody can go to the bathroom. As if going to the bathroom in high school, like wasn't fraught enough. They like just made it worse. Wow. (laughs) All right. Back to the meaningful actions. Um, Fung, do you want to go next? Oh, sure. (laughs) It kind of took us off topic there. That's okay. That's okay. Bring us back. (laughs) Yeah. I think um, the most helpful thing that I've been doing for my, you know, failure fixation thing is how I interpret, you know, um, just circumstances that happen to me. Like, my unintentional thoughts and also like my intentional thoughts. And I follow, this is from my business coach, it's the CTFAR model. So C stands for circumstance. So that's what the things that happen, you know, they're supposed to be neutral. Like if people say only two people sign up for my course, that's, you know, that's a thought in my head, right? So what are my, like, what is my immediate thoughts about it? You know, like those are the things that an intention, I I don't have any, uh, as much control over it. And then how would I feel about it? So that's the app, like, if only two people showed up like this, like, oh, do I feel bad? And then comes the action. So immediately the action and the results of, you know, like, okay, I feel bad for myself now. I'm not, I'm sad. I'm not doing anything. And the result is, you know, I'm, this course is never going to be great kind of thing. But um, on the intentional side, we still have the same circumstance that only two people sign up for my course. 
But um, my feeling is, you know, there are two more fans that's willing to invest in me, you know, like maybe they don't want to invest in the more expensive one-on-one -on -one coaching one. They want to find out about me. So that's why they did it. And my feeling would be, well, it's great because now like, yeah, I have two more fans, right? And my action would be, I just keep showing up, you know, like deliver the course that I like to deliver, you know, now that I can focus only two. And the result is I get two more people and then, you know, it's just going to go like better and better from here. So that's sort of the thing that I'm, you know, been doing diligently at least like once a week when it comes to the thoughts in my business. It's just like, I got to take like the time out to like, what is the intentional? What, what do I think immediately? And then what can I do about it? It's the same thing. And so that I find that's been very helpful. That's fascinating. I've never heard of that um, CT far. I'm going to look it up though, for sure, because um, everything that you just described about the reframe there seems really, really powerful. Um, I was going to say your coaches, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, go for it. I was just going to say your coach is like, that's, I'm pretty sure that's a CBT therapy model, mm -hmm. um, research-based. So I was going to say your coach is like doing it right. Yeah, she's actually, you know, she's a PhD student and she's her, her research is actually in empowering uh, women or, you know, people, minority people like through um, having a side hustle, like a business besides their, you know, their main job kind of thing. Like, how does that go for people? And so she's in, she's actually doing her research on that. And probably I am, is like one of her test subjects. And does she get paid for that as well? That's so cool though. Give her a shout out. You should go. Yeah. My coach is Cheryl Lau and she's based in Hong Kong and she has her Instagram is Cheryl Theory. So that's the researcher. I'll get the spelling for, from, for her from you and I'll put it in the show notes. So if anyone's uh, wanting to check that out, we'll, we'll make sure that, that link gets in there. Thanks for sharing that. That's a great action, especially it's like a repeated action that is like a habit that's going to keep, um, that's going to keep giving you uh, dividends over time, right? That's going to keep being helpful um, as you go through business. So it's a great foundational action to take. Jana, I want to tell us about your most meaningful action. Yeah, it's it's very similar, I guess, to what um, what funds action is, except I, not that you know, not that specific framework. But for me, I find um, you know, with the half habit. It's a lot like what Jess said too. It's all the should do's. Well, if I'm running a business, I should do this. Or if I want to be successful, I should do that. And like you, Chantel, I'm a rebel. And so if anyone tells me I should do anything, like it's it's not happening. So yeah, whenever I'm sort of getting stuck in that, well, if I want to be successful, I should do this. I have to like catch myself, step back and just work on my energy, like get my energy clean and you know do lots of grounding go for a walk I'm also a projector so oftentimes a nap sets me straight <laughs> you know like taking a little bit of a rest or doing something fun that lights me back up um and a lot of subconscious work um you know even just sort of hearing my thoughts and being like oh that was pretty mean like would I say that to one of my friends no how would I say it so switching the the thought and reframing it. And, you know, when the, the comparison comes up, um, you know, with, with friends of mine or other people that I follow on Instagram that sort of work in the same world as me, when the comparison comes up, just sort of like 
giving myself that pep talk until I really believe it and really feel it like, no, I'm, you know, I'm worthy of having this business. I have a message that's really important to share. And it's funny, as soon as I sort of get my energy clean and get it right, it's almost like, you know, I'll go check my emails an hour later, 30 minutes later. And I'm like, oh, new client's booked or someone found me typically not through Instagram, almost never through Instagram. Um, and it's just random, you know, people from Europe, they're like, oh, I just came across you and like clicked. So yeah, so that's sort of how I, the, the antidote, I guess you would say to the, that pattern that I get into is just cleaning up my energy. Yeah. And you told me when we spoke um, on last week's podcast episode, Jenna, about how grounding has been really big for you. Uh, so I'm not surprised that that shows up as, as a meaningful action that you take over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. It really truly does make all the difference. Like gets me out of my head if I'm, you know, overanalyzing things or thinking too much or, you know, talking myself out of something and yeah. Grounding is just like, it's so quick too. like, once you get into the practice, it's just a couple minutes and like, okay, here I am. I'm back in my body, out of my head, out of comparison, out of overthinking, out of talking myself out of everything. So yeah. Yeah. It's magic. Um, it is. That two people now have talked about how, um, clients are coming to them, even though they're not doing the things that they think they're supposed to be doing. Uh, so I'm fascinated by that little pattern, that that's something that's going on in our sort of collective entrepreneur consciousness. <laughs> uh, it's been something I've been thinking about too, of do we actually have the, the data to back up you know, where we think our clients are coming from. Um, or if we don't know where our clients are coming from, like paying attention to that feeling state before, uh, bef like right before inquiries come in. Uh, because I will frequently have invoices paid or new clients coming in as soon as I've closed the door officially on something. So I mentioned in a couple episodes ago that I, I bowed out of a, a, an expensive coaching program three months early. Um, and I didn't want to admit that that 5,000 us was like a waste, but I closed the door on that. And within 10 minutes, I had a huge invoice paid. Um, and that happens to me repeatedly. So it's interesting how you brought that up, Jenna, about how, um, you know, you unplug from that or you take yourself away from that. And then like, oh, miraculously something happens, right? Yeah, um, like not to, not to get, oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, it's, it'd be an interesting exercise to go through and look at when those like happy emails come in and what you were thinking and experiencing were doing right before that happened. Um, I had a new client inquiry come in today. Uh, I did not open my laptop until 20 minutes before this started. Uh, I spent the day reading in the sunshine. <laughs> I was not doing all the things that I'm supposed to be doing, uh, but I had a new client inquiry come in anyways. Um, and I think that, you know, if three of six of us, and Jess hasn't even spoken yet on her opinion on this, but if three of us are bringing that up, like that's a really um, a noticeable pattern to sink into if you're listening to, you know, if you're here live or if you're listening to this episode later of, what are you doing before those amazing things happen? 
And if no amazing things have happened lately, examine what it is that you're doing. Um, I was going to say for you too, with like, with listening to yourself and like hearing that voice that's saying this coaching program is not for me. Like, I know it's not in alignment with me, even though, even though you spent a lot of money on it being, you know, hearing that inner voice and being like, no, no, this isn't for me. That's just such a like strong, powerful message to the universe to be like, no, I know what's in alignment with me. This isn't it. I'm going to take the, you know, the big, you know, kind of scary step of walking away from it so that there is more room for like the thing that is in alignment with your energy to come in. So I love that. It's, you know, took a little bit woo, but that's me. That's what I do. So yeah, I love that sending like super powerful messages. Just tell us about your meaningful action. So, yeah, I mean, I will touch on what you were saying with like when you stop doing all the things and you just like let things happen, they come in and I'm a manifester. So I can, all I know about my human design is that I basically tell the universe that I want something and it happens. And like, that has been a theme through my whole life. And that has exactly been my experience. And when I'm feeling like overwhelmed or I'm going through something, like a couple months ago, I had zero capacity to take on new clients or calls. My calendar, I forgot to shut it down. I did not get a single booking. And I regularly ghost my Instagram. So it wasn't anything about like, oh, not showing up on the gram. Like I'm, I will do that all the time just because I'm a butthead. But, um, I had nobody book into my calendar. And then the one day I was like, oh, I should go turn my calendar bookings back on. And I went and I was like, oh my gosh, they've been on this whole time. And I was like, okay, I'm ready. And then that day, boom, three people booked into my calendar. So um, yeah, that's just to like add to that story that it's it's true. The universe is listening and knows what you want. Um, but my most meaningful action, like I took this question a little bit differently and I was thinking about the the specific actions that I've taken that really like took my business from where it was to like a completely new level. So for me, there have been quite a few, um, but the one that I remember very, very acutely was when I decided that I was going to stop hiding on freelancer platforms and I was going to create an Instagram and come online and like tell people that I'm a copywriter and I was terrified. Like I was so nervous and I had had a lot of success on the freelancer platforms, but I was just ready to go to the next level. And the thing that really helped me was I found this like graphic and it just said, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. And I saved that to every screen, every, like it was my phone background. It was my computer background. I just kept repeating it. And I would like go to go on my stories and like talk about like copy and funnels and all this stuff. And I had like 30 followers and I was terrified. (laughs) 
And within like a week, I had people being like, I need a copywriter. I need this. Like, I've been looking for a copywriter. I would love that. And it just like, it was like this like mini explosion in my business. And I just had to keep reminding myself that like, yes, I do know what it is that I'm talking about. And I routinely use that to this day is like, I will think about that before I'm, you know, presenting and speaking in front of audiences. Um, So yeah, that was like kind of where that started. I love that you took this question there. Um, That's such a cool, expansive story. I think that when we met, you and I, that was right after that. Is that right? Was that pretty early? Yeah. Yeah. It was early on. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you telling me, first of all, I remember being really impressed that you'd made such an impressive go of the freelancer platforms, because I don't know that I've ever met anyone else who had the kind of success that you did with it. So there's, there's something to be said for that. Like there were obviously skills and strengths that you had that made that work because that's not the universal experience on those for sure. Um, but it is cool to have known you this whole time and watch you go from like, I think you, I don't know, you've had like hundreds of five-star reviews, right? Yeah. 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 It's like, I've never not had a five-star review. Yeah. And She's anybody who, with anybody who gives you money, anybody who gives you money on the platform is allowed to rate you. And I've, I think there were like two people who didn't rate me because it's, there's like a time countdown thing. Um, but yeah, it's, it was all five stars and that's when I kind of was like, okay, I need to like take this further. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad that you took a million five-star reviews and turned it into what you have now. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Me too. It's been a journey. It's been awesome. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you everyone for sharing all of your actions. Um, the other half of this podcast is alignment. So aligned action, um, and in alignment, um, I think alignment can be one of those terms that there, I've just said it three or four times in the last 20 seconds. Um, and what does it even mean? Right. It's such a vague fluctuating term, depending on who you are and how you feel about it. Uh, so I like using spark possibilities as an event where I can get five other definitions other than my own and five other, um, I guess, embodiments of what alignment feels like for, for them, for you, uh, so that you listening, uh, you can hear what the different potentials are because alignment isn't going to feel the same for you as it does for me necessarily. So, um, I'm pumped to hear what everyone has to say about what alignment feels like for them, uh, in their own experience and, um, how they know when they're in alignment. So how, how their alignment helps them to uh, make better decisions in their businesses. Fung, do you want to go first? I kick this one off. Oh, Jess, you want to go? Go for it. Okay. Okay. Um, so alignment for me is a very calm and easy state. Like when there are things that are like, like tough, but easy, you know, it's kind of like, like smooth sailing, even, you know, when you hit a roadblock and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm willing to chip away at this and keep going. Um, I know that's alignment for me. It feels very just like a calm, like a calmness inside of me. Um, and I, I know when I'm in alignment and I make decisions in my business 
I know that I'm in alignment when I say if I were to never post this on social media, if nobody were to ever find out that I was doing this, if I were to receive no recognition for this, would I still want to take this action? And if the answer is yes, then I know. So there, I mean, I'm an Enneagram three. I love recognition, praise, like those five stars, like give those to me. That's my drug, like feedback from clients, not nothing better. Okay. So when I know that if I'm removing all of that and I'm like, yeah, I still want to do this. Like, like I have goosebumps. Like that for me is like a no brainer. That's when I know. That is so powerful. Thank you for sharing that in those exact words in this exact moment. I know that there are so many people out there who feel alignment the way that you do, but everyone else describes it as that F yes feeling, which is not the same as what you've described. So I'm happy for everyone who's listening, who doesn't identify as one of those people and feels more about it the way that you do. So thank you so much for sharing that. Okay. What does alignment feel like for you, Fung? Yeah, for me, alignment feels like everything is easy. Uh, you know, this business is not my only source of income. You, you know, like the business person, the business coach that I had, like, you know, for her, side hustling, like that's what I'm doing. And what I like is that I can take both things easy. Like it's, if I lose one, it doesn't matter. I have the other or like I, don't, I go to work and not to be too stressed. You know, like I have a very good like culture, work, working culture that I'm fine with. And so for me, if I lose that, I'm fine. Like, or if my business, something else happened, I'm like, well, I still have another job. It's not going to be the end of the world. And that's something, you know, I, I care a lot. Like I don't put all of my eggs in one basket. That's some of the things that I'm feeling. And now that I'm in alignment, you know, I do both, but the time that I invest in both, is not as much, you know, I'm not stressed out. I'm not like, well, I'm ha- I have a million jobs that I have to do it's just well you know I go to sleep I got nine eight nine hours of sleep per day I exercise every day and I feel like well yeah that's alignment wait the way you describe it sounds a lot like you are really good at like non-attachment pretty much yeah like I still have a, a lot of things going like one of my goals is actually going back to school next year for some reason and it's just like out of the the fact that I like to help you know, more people when I, you know, get more education, but it's not like, wow, this is my only way to earn more money. Like, I'm not too stressed about that fact. It's, you know, I'm still keep going. I'm still helping people, but I'm not, you know, like stressing out myself at the same time. Yeah. It's like, you're able to see that you have so many possibilities that you have like the luxury of choosing the one that you want. Definitely. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> I love that. You know, that reminds me of two that I feel like I did not write this as my um, answer, but it made me think of it. Like I said, I think sometimes we underestimate the importance of like feeling safe, right? Like what I heard is that like you feel safe and so you can make messy action. You can start a side hustle. You can do, you know, well at your job or take a break from your job. Like, and I feel like a lot of the fears we have, like imposter syndrome, procrastination, um, you know, a lot of business fears, fear of failure for a course or something is feeling unsafe, right? Feeling that there's some sort of threat, whether it's like social threat or anything like that. And that's so interesting um, that you said it like that. Yeah. Megan, since you have the floor, do you want to tell us how alignment feels for you? Yeah. So um, 
I actually kind of went a different direction because I think for me, it's easier to notice when I'm out of alignment um, because um, like procrastination is a big one. Me starting to sort of like hate everything I do, right? And like, I'm a GIF designer. Everything I do is pretty fun and chill. Um, so noticing those signs of like, oh, I don't want to post on Instagram for a week because I think it's all dumb. But like, is it really? Like, why are you procrastinating? And sort of then doing those, um, you know, aligned actions and taking actions to move out of that space. Um, and then, you know, that's a lot easier for me, I think, to notice than always to notice. Uh, like you said, that feeling of alignment could sometimes feel nebulous besides just like, oh, it's good, you know? That's really cool. The human design nerd within me, um, that's quite close to the surface, really, um, is very interested in what gates you have defined in your spleen based on what you said. Um, <laughs> I have so- no idea. <laughs> I know you're always, you always ask me my dates and I don't know. (laughs) It's true. You should just start showing up to things that I'm involved in with your chart at the ready. Cause I'm always really, I don't know why. I don't know why I didn't do that. I should have known. If you follow Sam Zagar, I believe that's how you say her name. Um, she's a splenic projector and she says that too. Like, she's like, I don't really know what a yes feels like, but I know exactly what a no feels like. Um, and so I think depending on your design, depending on your chart, that's a very powerful way of knowing when you're in alignment is first recognizing when you're out of it. Um, so super like valid and thanks for bringing that up too. I think we have like a great cross section of people tonight to explain that, that aligned feeling. Um, yeah, that's perfect. Thank you for sharing. And we'll, we'll dive into your chart sometime later. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, alignment is, I think everyone that's gone so far has kind of touched on it. Um, you know, I work in energy. And so for me, it's very energetic. It's very like, I feel it in my body. Um, if I'm in alignment, I feel bigger. Like my, the energy around me feels bigger. Um, if I'm out of alignment, like Megan said, it's a bit, it, it's a bit easier to hear. It's a bit more obvious. Like it, it literally feels like my energetic field is like closing in on me. I'm like, Ooh, things are getting tight. I'm shrinking a little bit. Like it just feels smaller. My, my energy feels smaller and if it's like a real no like it is it is a visceral no in my body you know and I do that with clients as well I can feel when we're talking about something and it's in alignment it comes to me in like almost like sparkles like really twinkly really sparkly I I get it for myself too but I don't need quite that that big of a fanfare for myself because I recognize it but you know feeling that the sparkles for a client and as soon as we're like talking about something that's like taking them out of alignment it just stops and the energy all like sort of shrinks down again so um yeah it's um it's very much like like the rest of you have said I think and and the you know like the real hess I don't know that I often feel that like I think that's a bit more elusive so I'm glad that everyone else has said that too because when I first heard that, I was like, I never get a yes. I want a yes. I don't ever get that. And it is a lot more of like a whisper than, than a shout. So yeah, that's a line for me. Super cool. I don't think it's the same as anyone else's at all. Um, that expansiveness versus that constriction, uh, is a really cool experience of it. Um, and who doesn't love the sparkle feeling? I hear you. Okay. Manny, you want to tell us a little bit about alignment for you? Yeah. So for me, it's kind of like how Jess explained it. Like I feel very peaceful and very calm and I'm not anxious at all when I feel like I'm in alignment and I don't, and I have noticed 
Um, you know, that weird feeling you get in your gut. I don't get that when I'm in alignment with something. And when I'm not, that's the first thing I feel right away. So I know something's not right already, which, which kind of helps me not continue what I wanted to do and just kind of change courses. Sorry. I lost my mute button for a sec. I think it's interesting how, even though, like you said, it was similar to Jess, like it has its own little aspect of like that gut feeling. You're probably a sacral, uh, authority in human design. Um, where you know immediately like, oh, that's not for me and you feel it there. Um, do you notice that you make like sounds like mm-hmm or mm-hmm or anything like that? Oh yeah, all the time. I've been doing it this whole time when I was on mute. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we should also look at your chart um, just because I'm curious. But yeah, you're probably a sacral um, person in, in human design. So that makes sense that that alignment is felt for you in the gut. That, that totally checks out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'll open up the floor now. If anyone has anything else that they would like to share on any of the topics on, um, alignment or, um, getting past those blocks or anything like that. And if not, then we'll head into where everyone can find you. I actually have a question for you, Chantel. Um, and that is, you know, with the, group coaching program that you decided not to continue on. I think I remember when you joined it and you were really excited. So obviously at that time, it felt very aligned for you. And so looking back now, can you see that maybe you actually weren't in alignment at the start and maybe you pushed it or like, what was, what does that experience look like now that you're kind of on the, on the outside? hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, happy to answer. So the group coaching thing, um, was back in March, uh, which if anyone's paying attention to the full moon, that's the beginning of a cycle, uh, that we just completed yesterday with the full moon. Um, and yeah, March 12th was basically right when I was like trying to sell this mastermind. And, um, that actually came from that bad coaching decision that I made that coaching program that was quite expensive. And, um, in retrospect, that might should have been my first sign that that wasn't quite right, uh, that I was kind of being pushed into this one-to-many direction. And I, I think what it felt like was I wanted to feel that alignment really badly with that offer. Like I wanted to feel aligned with a one-to-many offer that was like higher ticket than a course. I did. And I wanted to create... Um, I thought I wanted to create a sense of community between people, which is why I called it a mastermind and had structured it that way. But I realized that while I'm happy when community connections happen, so like I, I have this event, right. Where there's, you know, 12 people here now or so. Um, and I'm excited, like by the possibilities of each of you connecting with each of you, like to me, that that's really magical. Um, but when I really think about the connections that I make, um, in like a business setting, they're always one-to-one, even in my group stuff, like in my, in my workshop, that's a course, it still winds up being one-to-one because I'm talking one-on-one in the Slack channel, or I'm talking one-on-one on like a bonus call or something like that. So I think for me, sometimes I can mistake feeling alignment for like really wanting something. (laughs) Um, And I feel like that wanting energy is alignment, but it's not actually correct for me. 
so part of my journey is figuring out like, when am I in wanting? Um, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite of Fong of like, um, where she has her, like her options open and she's like, Oh, I think I want this possibility. I'm like, no, I want this exact outcome. And I will force this like square peg into a round hole until it works. And it's like, no, life doesn't work that way. And neither does business. Like what a bad idea that is. Uh, so yeah, that's a big long answer on that, but a couple of things, like, first of all, uh, the big lesson was like aligned for me does not mean what my coach think is aligned for me. Um, aligned for me is not necessarily the thing that makes me the most money. Um, sometimes it's the thing that like feels the best and gives people the best results, even if it's not popular, um, or even if it's not scalable (laughs) and also like for me, alignment is not that feeling of want. It's not that feeling of desire. It can't be, um, this is getting deep into human design, but that's my transferred motivation is hope. And so if I get into that kind of hoping feel like that's not correct for me, um, my actual motivation is guilt and it sounds bad, but it's not, it's, it just means like a feeling of, I could be doing more. Oh, I could do more of this. Oh, I could do more of that. Um, which is not, I must have this at all costs. (laughs) So knowing the difference between those two is key to alignment for me. And there's some of the reasons why I got that mastermind offer back in March wrong. And I'm really crossing my fingers that with this cycle of the moon complete and the, and the full moon in Pisces that I can, I can write the ship and get back into offering the things that are, that are correct and that are aligned for me. So thanks for asking that question. Awesome. Okay. Uh, so if everyone can go one at a time and tell the aligned action podcast listeners, uh, where you, where you'd like them to connect with you. Um, let's do that. That'd be amazing. All right. So you can catch me on Instagram. Um, (laughs) even though we all talked about how we don't love it. I love Instagram. Um, I try not to doom scroll. So yeah. Um, find me on Instagram. My handle is Jess Haney coffee and funnels and, you know, send me a DM, send me funny memes. Love it all. I live on that thing. I'll meet you there. Yay. Thanks Jess. I have to say, I also love Instagram and I'm afraid of TikTok. (laughs) So this is Megan. If you're listening to the podcast, um, you can find me on Instagram. I'm Lansing creative L A N S I N G, but you can find us in the show notes. Um, I also party a lot in my DMs and obviously I love GIFs. So come hang out, come say hi, send me a GIF. Awesome. Thanks, Megan. Yeah. My name is Fong and my handle on Instagram, I'm a lot, I'm a lot on Instagram is be active. It's easy. It is the grammar is wrong for a reason. Is this a promise I made to myself? <laughs> I know just don't, don't copy. That's a bad copy. <laughs> but um I love love that story if I can interject (laughs) yeah I love on Instagram and um you see me I post cat memes every day I love my cats (laughs) that's what I'm doing so if you're there you know send me a dm about cats uh we'll connect perfect now we have to go find out what your wrong grammar is (laughs) yeah this is this has elicited a lot of curiosity for me for sure (laughs) 
clickbait now. And Jenna, how about you? Um, like everyone else, Instagram, I don't post on there all the time, but I do love scrolling through and, um, you know, I'm a little bit more active in my stories and yeah, love, love having a chat in the DMs. So you can find me at moonrise underscore soul, or if you want to have a chat, um, and you just want to talk on zoom and, uh, connect face to face. I'm always happy to do that too. If you head to my website, which is www.moonrisesoul.com. Excellent. And Dr. Manny. <laughs> um, so uh, my Instagram, you can find me on there. It's called Cairo by Day. Um, I post a lot of videos of my dog, Lucy. So if you want to send a DM and send me comments about your dogs and whatnot, I'd be more than happy to see it. Yay. Thank you so much to all of the panelists, the live attendees, you, if you're listening. Um, I love these spark possibilities because I hope that they do just that, that it sparks some kind of possibility for you, um, some new way of thinking about something or some new action to take, um, or just some recognition that you are not alone in this business thing. Um, if you are new to the podcast, because you're listening, uh, based on one of our guests, if you've come via Jess or Jenna or Megan or Manny or Fung, I would love if you checked out some more of the episodes. And if you do love the podcast, if you are listening or if you're here live, or if you're a panelist and you want to write a quick little review for the podcast on Apple, that would be excellent. I have a little goal of reaching a hundred reviews on, um, on Apple this year. And, uh, I cannot do that without your help. So <laughs> if you are so inclined to spend 30 seconds, uh, putting that in, I would appreciate it. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Thank you. Thank you for being here uh, in whatever capacity you participated. I hope that you gained insight and info and all sorts of amazing things that you can implement in your business today, tomorrow, and on an ongoing basis. Another exciting thing that's going on here at Clear Quartz Creative is that I'm hosting the first open house for the Aligned Action Workshop on October 1st. That's taking place on Zoom and it's happening at 2 p.m. Central Time. So that is uh, 12 p.m. in PST or 3 p.m. in EST. The idea here is that for anyone who is on the fence and not sure if the workshop is correct for them, that they can have a virtual tour. You can see behind the scenes of the program. You can ask questions. You can open the virtual cupboard doors and peek inside the modules so that you can feel reassured that the program will actually help you at the stage of business that you're in to help you book more aligned clients, to gain confidence in your marketing, and overall feel like a successful business owner who knows how to make meaningful decisions and take aligned action in your business. So if you would like to sign up for the open house, I'm putting a link inside the show notes that will take you directly to the registration page, show up, have a look around at the program and see if aligned action works for you. Thank you for listening to the Aligned Action Podcast. I hope this episode has helped you take the first step to turn your ideas and insights into income. For one-on-one guidance and done-for-you solutions, visit clearquartzcreative.co to see how we can work together. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to rate and review the show. Each review helps me to help more entrepreneurs like you dig deeper and get crystal clear. Until next week, remember, you're a gem. 
Every intention you set and every action you take is an expression of being the brilliant business owner you already are.